welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life. Okay. (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times. We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey, beautiful ladies. I hope you're having a wonderful day, a great Advent as we continue on together. And welcome if it's your very first time listening to this podcast. I'm so happy you're here and hope you stick around for a while. We can hang out more over on Instagram healthy Catholic moms. And recently I went on to my old Facebook group, Fit Mom Life to the Fullest Fitness and Nutrition group and let you all know there who are hanging out over there that I still love you so much, but I want to stop dividing my attention so many places. So in this vein of decluttering and getting ready for the new year, that meant that I needed to bow out of our Facebook group. But I would love for all of you to still, I'm still on Facebook, Healthy Catholic Moms as well. The page is still there. And I just want to be able to have the bandwidth to pour a lot more into our monthly group, our Chasing Greatness group. So all of you are very welcome. I mentioned there's an episode about ways to work with me in 2023 and what that looks like. If you are brand new around here, I would love you to start with the eight-week program. It's really high touch. I teach you everything about 80-20 eating, eating really whole clean foods 80% of the time, and then working in the treats and indulgences 20% of the time and finding the balance that really works for your body. And then the Chasing Greatness group, and there's work, a workout component with that too, of course. And then the Chasing Greatness group is the monthly group where we have different workouts each month. We do meal planning. I teach you different trainings every single month. We do giveaways, focuses, all that good stuff. So I want to pour a lot more into those, into the eight-week challenge while it's running and then into that community in the Chasing Greatness group. So I also drastically lowered the price so that it's available to more of you. If you'd like to hop in with us, it's just uh, 120 for the entire year. So that just works out to $10 a month if you hop in to that group uh, before mid-January, right around mid-January. It's just gonna just gonna take away the paid in full option and then it'll be $14.99 a month. All right, so anyways, um, what I wanna talk about today, it's a touchy subject, <laughs> so I need a little pause there to think about how to phrase it. All right, 
in so much research, in so much reading, in so many studies and things like that, this is not new information that we are typically similar to the people that we find ourselves hanging out with, right? That's not an earth-shattering idea. You look around the room and usually like-minded people are in groups talking to each other, like that you find your people, you find, you know, people who are similar to you in some way, maybe the same interests, things like that. And there are so many ways you can be similar to somebody or have something in common with somebody. It could be like, you know, just think of the friends that you have in all different areas. I have some friends that the only thing we have in common is a love of being outside or something like that. Or some friends that like we could not be more different on religious views and political views, but we once bonded over teaching children. So we're still friends because of that commonality. So all that's awesome. And I do not think that everybody needs to be the exact same for, you know, the world to go around. It actually goes around because we are all so different and have different gifts and talents and all of that. So in no way is anything I'm about to say meant to make you cut people out of your life or think like, oh, I need to only hang out with people who are like severe perfectionist, workaholic, whatever, gym junkies. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. However, Jim Ron is a motivational speaker and he is the one attributed with that famous line that I'm going to butcher that it's something like you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with or the five people closest to you. So I think it's great and wonderful to have such a vast network of people around you, but I think it's worth prayerfully considering, invoking and praying for wisdom, the gift of wisdom over the people you are going to allow into your space most of the time. And one thing that really didn't hit me, which really should have, like I've heard this for a really long time, I've read research like that, like there's another line, I have no idea who said it, but I used to see it hanging in schools, like, show me, your, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. When I was a teacher in middle school, we had, like, all these little prompts that we had to say the first line of and then the kids would respond with. And that was one of them, show me your friends, and they'd go, and I'll show you your future. <laughs> and, you know, again, that's not new at all. And it just kind of makes sense. If you're hanging out with the kids that are smoking behind the school, you're probably going to end up doing that. If you're hanging out with the kids that are going to extra study sessions to do all in the SATs, you're probably going to do well in that crowd. Like, it just makes sense. So I think it's worth looking at who we spend the most time with and really think, like, do I want to end up like those people? Like, would I be pleased or would I, do I think that is a vision of what God is calling me to be and the person God's calling me to be if I were to become like so-and-so? And if your immediate reaction is like, oh boy, no, then maybe consider the next steps you're going to take, which I'll I'll talk about a little bit later on. But something that was new to me, so again, that wasn't new to me. But what I had always considered this to be was like the people that I physically was spending the most time with. And in the past couple of years, the last five years, I've been a stay-at-home mom. And I've had other, obviously, encounters with the outside world (laughs) and physically in-person trained people or physically was teaching group fitness classes at times or working different jobs as well physically or just around different people. But I was really only considering like, well, who do I actually spend the most time with? It's literally my kids. It's my husband. Like it's maybe these couple other people. What I heard it said, either it was on a podcast or I read it in a book, like don't forget to take into account 
the people that you are letting that you really are spending time with that like maybe not physically. So this could this includes and should include the people that we're listening to. Like, hi, <laughs> you, dear listener, if you listen to me twice a week for about 20 minutes while you're working out, like maybe I'm in your five, you know, I'd be honored to be. I hope that, uh, again, that I'm not somebody who you consider that you need to chop now, but <laughs> no, truly, um, you know, podcasts you listen to, things you read, things you watch, like these all count in the five people that are closest. It's not just like the people around, it's our closest influences. And I've noticed this several times in my life where I was reading fiction that was like really dark, really sad. Not like I don't really read anything that crazy. It was probably just like I remember vividly, I can't remember the name of the book. It was Jodi Pickolt was the author or whatever. And I was pregnant. And like, I heard this book's really good. And I read it and like, it opens like literally chapter one. Small Great Things, maybe it's called that. And it, spoiler alert, but like chapter one, there's a stillborn birth. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I had to finish the book because I had, it was a very good book. Um, but holy cow, the range of emotions. And then I was sad for like days. And like, you know, it's great to read great fiction. And I love, you know, expanding my mind through reading. But I have to be really aware of what I take in in all these areas as well. But books especially, more than we don't really watch many TV shows. It's usually football. And that's like it. And man, I will mourn a character for three days. And that's no good to anybody to get that into it. So and then think about it, too. If you're watching a show that like is just absolutely has no redeeming qualities or is super or has some redeeming qualities that justify you watching it, you're like, oh, this like theme of mercy is so strong, but everybody's sleeping with everybody. But like the theme of mercy is so good. I think we tend to do that a lot. Um, I know I've done that in the past too of like, well, this is such a good redemption story. And you're like, yeah, but you watched a lot of filth to get to the redemption story. So, you know, I would just consider when you're thinking about this, not just the people who are tangibly with you, but the people you are letting have influence over your life. And and that can be in all the different ways too. I also just tend to be a really all or nothing person, which is why I like to have a variety of things in my rotation. Like diff- I'm usually reading a book from many different categories, like a marriage book, a business book, a fiction book. Same thing with podcasts I listen to because otherwise I've noticed if I really get into a podcast, then that's all I want to do. If I listen to some marketing podcast, then all I'm thinking about is my work for Healthy Catholic Moms and I am bothered by the fact that I have to make dinner or like, oh, homeschool my kids, which is my primary vocation, you know, as a wife and a mother. But I get too into it and I do that with everything. It's just my personality. So if I'm listening to a homeschool podcast, I want to not do any of my work and not film any workouts. And I just want to sit down and come up with a really fun units. And I'm like ordering sand to make the deserts of, you know, whatever. So do a whole exhibit on that with the kids. So I personally need to be balanced. But not everybody's like that. So maybe you also can delve deeper into one area and it doesn't affect you like that. But a couple more quotes for you, though, as we talk about this. Booker T. Washington said, associate yourself with people of good quality for it is better to be alone than in bad company. And another source for all of this um, is the book of Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs. I think it's so underrated sometimes of There are just so many good books of the Bible, clearly, and I know a lot of people who like to sit with the Gospels mostly or people who like to pray with Psalms, and 
we all have our preferences and I definitely, I just know about me again as well, self-awareness here, <laughs> that I love the book of Proverbs because it's just so practical. I think I'm just really in that season of like, just tell me what to do and I need the daily reminder of do this, not that, do this, not that. Because a lot of it's so countercultural that if I'm not careful, I could just get swept away in that. You know, we hear like, again, have a lot of friends, be friends with everybody, be tolerant, be friends with everybody, friends, friends, friends. And yes, it's wonderful to have friends. And the Bible has a lot to say about a good, faithful friend and good, faithful friendships being a sturdy shelter. But I think a big part of this is that you need to, we need to judge wisely who we are going to invest a lot of time with and let um, take most of our time if it's in, in a friendship relationship. So also I should just cover this whole conversation of the fact that I don't mean people who are reaching out to us who need help for various things or in various ways and we are more ministering to. But I think we need to be careful about the people that we would turn to for advice and things like that. And really, you know, that's a big difference, I think, too, that people like to pull out in this conversation about, well, Jesus spent a lot of time with tax collectors and tax collectors and prostitutes. And yes, he did, but he wasn't hanging out with them to be like them. He was inviting them toward change. And that was through relationship. So that's like a whole nother conversation because that's more of an evangelizing method, right? That relationship first and then bringing the person around into your fold, not the other way around. It's like, well, I'll just hang out with the tax collectors every day doing what they do. And that, that was not the case. So just a little aside there. But back to the book of Proverbs. I have three quotes. I could honestly have shared so many, and I would just encourage you to go take a read through that. But uh, we'll just share three. Proverbs 12, 26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. Proverbs 27, 17, As iron, sh- as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And lastly, Proverbs 13, 20, Walk with the wise and become wise, associate with fools, and get in trouble. I think that's pretty clear, right? I think our uh, marching orders are laid out really well in that last verse. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I just appreciate it because it's so cause and effect. Like it's not this magical system of how do I become wise or, well, how do I better myself? Well, take stock. Who are you spending the most time with? What are their lives like? And do do you want your life to look like that? Are you called to have your life look like that? If you, the, A lot of people that you hang out with are very sedentary, only want to meet to hang out and eat, you know, a ton of indulgent foods and push themselves to the point of gluttony often and then justify it and then say, just complain that their pants don't fit and things like that. And everybody commiserates and is like, I know, mine don't either. Let's go get, you know, that's. Not the best situation for you if you're trying to become healthier. Same thing in any other area. You know, if you're trying to spend more time in prayer and things like that and people, you're hanging out with people who aren't like-minded and who are like, oh, no, you don't have to get up early for mass tomorrow. Like, just come do this. We're doing this. I feel like I'm speaking right now to more. It sounds like a college crowd. (laughs) Like, you're going to get up to go to morning mass and they're like, no, come to the bars with us. So I don't know about my examples today. But I just... Um, I think it's important to, it's just a touchy, it is a touchy area. And I said that right at the beginning of the podcast. So I was a little nervous to discuss it because I don't want anyone to take this as me thinking less of people or more of people or judging people around me all the time or things like that. It's not like that. I just, again, we've been given instructions here of 
you can look at the behaviors of people and be honest with ourselves of have our behaviors been the best or could we grow in certain areas? That's actually, I was talking about in the podcast last year that I got in a gym membership again after my third baby and I hadn't gone to a commercial gym in years, but I was just really feeling like, oh, I really want to like get out of the house and this is going to be great. And it was interesting because it took me just a couple weeks, maybe two weeks, and I was like, you know what? This is not a good fit for me right now because number one, I feel like a caged bird. I want to get outside. And number two, I was like, what I really need to do is go spend more time at adoration. And if I can drive myself to the gym, I can drive myself to perpetual adoration because one lie that I tell myself is I don't have time. And I have perpetual adoration. We're super blessed to have like 20 minutes away. So... That is not demonizing people who go to the gym. I think it's excellent to prioritize getting a workout in. For me personally, getting a workout in at home is something I can easily do. I can't sit with our Lord of the Eucharist in my home. So that's something I need to leave my home to do. So that was kind of an easy choice for me there of like, nope, I am going to make this switch because that is what I need to do more in this time. If you are Again, like just just look at the areas. Maybe you're even hanging out with people who do healthy things, but your your goals are just different and you're being affected by the people that you are around and by their priority list and, you know, their behaviors. And again, maybe you've participated in them up to this point of like, yeah, well, I've been right there along with them. Right. That's a hard pivot to make of realizing that and thinking, I have been around a lot of people who are really don't seem motivated to grow in any area. Like they're pretty happy with where they are. There's kind of, I think there is a, I don't know if stereotype's the right word, but we can think about like visualize that sitcom that shows like a couple getting home from work and they're both middle-aged, both, you know, pretty overweight or a little bit overweight and they're happy to come home, pop a drink, sit down on the couch and watch TV for the rest of the night. And, you know, again, not knocking that. However, is that how you want to live? Look at the people you're spending time with. Look at their lives and think about if that's really how. And then I think the pivot here is because I I do not think I think there's also a big push in culture of, oh, cut out toxic people or like just leave like just cut and burn bridges and those kinds of things. Firstly, a lot of us, you know, we all go through different phases and I've had times like this where I've felt very not motivated and had my, you know, higher achieving motivated friends just cut me off (laughs) and that would have been really heartbreaking and I probably would have never gotten out of that funk. Also, think about this in terms of marriage because obviously if you're married, your spouse is definitely or should be in your five closest influences, right? And that I also think is a different conversation because, we all in marriage, we have vowed, we have taken vows to help that person along and be that person's helpmate on this journey and on this road to heaven. And there have been times Ben's had to pick me up and there's times that I know I've helped him get back up if he's fallen in some areas. So, you know, that's also just being a good friend or being a good spouse is like, hey, I can tell things have been slipping for you lately. Like, do you want to go for a walk with me or you want to hit you know, this women's night thing with me, whatever it may be, whatever it looks like. So I would just suggest if you are realizing like there are just some little changes you need to make, just start with limiting your time around those people or the boundaries you set with them. You know, a lot of times this can even be family members where it's like, this is really tricky and I can't just turn and walk away or cut them out of my life and I shouldn't and all of these things. Like, you know, maybe they are wonderful people with wonderful qualities and one, and this is 
generally the case and wonderful characteristics, but you don't jive with certain like lifestyle choices and you feel that heavy influence around them of the the push to overindulge or the push to be really sedentary or maybe this is one I've had to struggle with through the years of the push to gossip. There are certain people that I realize like, again, there's so many great qualities or we have this and that in common, but whenever we're together, it just seems like it it turns the conversation turns to other people for better or for worse it's just like a more like maybe somebody who's super in the know and they're just think it's just conversation to them like oh did you hear about Susie down the street da 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 Susie I do have a friend Susie who listens to this podcast so I'm not talking about you it's just a name that popped into my head (laughs) but um you know what I mean like I and again we can be at fault too of oh well why do they always gossip when they're with me maybe I'm the kind of person that easily gossips so I need to start I either need to limit my time with them or I need to come up with some new tactics of, okay, if and when the conversation takes that turn, I'm just going to bring something else up or I'm going to say like, hey, I just really want to go down that road. Like, tell me about your new hobby and your this or what you guys are planning on going, you know, going to vacation this year or whatever, just pivoting the conversation. So, and then I think just trying to expand your horizons of looking again for habits that you admire in people and actively trying to start spending more time with those people so that you can grow and improve and maybe start achieving goals that you never thought possible. And I have been on both ends of this too. I've been the person that has realized like, oh, I probably need to limit time around so-and-so or I'm noticing this when we interact, whatever, or like I really, they seem really bitter toward their spouse and I don't want to act bitter toward my spouse in marriage. So I need to hang out with some sources who are speaking really highly of their spouses and who are actively pursuing having a great marriage and a great relationship and friendship. And like they're prioritizing date nights and looking for ways to make their spouse's life, you know, more joyful and things like that. And then I've also been the person who I've actually like been that person for other people of like, you know what, everyone I hang out with doesn't, isn't really into health. Like they have all these other great qualities. They're great in so many other areas. But I'm not really friends with anybody who's into eating healthy and working out. So do you want to go for a walk together? <laughs> do you want to do this workout together? Whatever. And I think it's wonderful. And I think also like this is totally can be a seasonal thing sometimes too. It's not like you're using people for anything or and we obviously should never look at using people for something. But where I can look back and I'm like that person helped me grow so much in that season of life. And like that person really was a role model to me in that season of life. And I think that's just how life is, right, of that rolling, I don't know, the word. I'm I'm picturing like a conveyor belt in my head of like we just keep moving forward, hopefully, and people come into our lives, people come out of our lives. But making really active choices about bettering ourselves and becoming more of the people that Jesus is calling us to be. So that's just my thoughts today as you head into, as we all head into the new year of the people that we want to be spending most time with, what we want our lives to look like, and how we can kind of bridge that gap if we're not quite there right now. All right. I mentioned a couple times in this episode the various uh, programs we're going to have up for January. I just referenced filming workouts and things like that. So eight-week program is for my beginners. I want you to come do that with me at HealthyCatholicMoms.com. And those of you who are not new, I would love to see you in the Chasing Greatness group. It is a wonderful community of all like my, like seriously, honestly, didn't even put this in my notes, like plug this at the end of podcast. But as I'm talking about it, truly, this is a great 
place to connect with like-minded women. And we're going to be doing a lot more connecting with each other this year so that you all can get to know each other and have that source of, again, like, oh, I can just go to this group and say, hey, what are you guys cooking for dinners this week? Or, hey, I struggle with healthy snacks on the road. What are you ladies doing? What are your tips and tricks? So that you have people to bounce things off of as well. It's really helpful to have that kind of community. So if you would like to join that, same thing, just go to healthycatholicmoms.com and that's the Chasing Greatness group. You'll see all the information on signing up there. Let me know if you need anything or have any questions and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll talk to you next episode. Bye.